0: It's so uh, great to be back at Highland Church with such good music and such good friends and such great ministry. It uh, feels like another home to me, and I'm glad to get to be here. The week after the Boston Marathon bombing, your well-beloved pastor wrote in your daily newspaper, and among things he said was, Listen to this. Hope plays the long game and is not dependent on winning every skirmish in the battle. It reminds us that we are part of a whole that will continue long after our work is done. End quote. Hope is not defeated by many concrete instances of diminishment or discouragement. Hope is rooted in God, who has a very long reach and who has great staying power. So I thought I wanted to talk about the long game in which Christians are caught up, and then I wanted to talk about the short term of the long game. God's will is for peace and justice and well-being, and it is durable, and it will come to fruition, and I get to say that to you. The word on Jesus' lips to his disciples is that the kingdom of God is coming near. It is like a great force that is pushing into the world of death. And so we pray for God's kingdom to come. And Jesus says to his disciples, when you come to a village of needy people, tell them that the kingdom is near. And after you shake the dust off of people who do not welcome you, do not quarrel with them, just tell them the kingdom is near. God gets his muscle up about that. So what we believe and what is confirmed in this text is that God's will for well-being in the world finally will not be defeated. That's the long game. And that was pronounced in the gospel by Jesus right in the midst of the Roman Empire, which is body of death. And that's at the end, when the disciples have come back from their mission and they are so jubilant with their success. And they say to Jesus, you know, this stuff all works. We really did have that kind of authority. Thank you, Jesus. And he says to them, well, I'm not surprised that it worked. But do not rejoice in that. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. This does not mean that God is making a list and checking it twice. What it means is that God has a roster of God's best friends who share God's passion. And God in the long run cherishes those who do God's work in the world. And in the epistle reading, after Paul goes on and on, as he always does, he announces to them that the new creation is everything. They were having a dispute about circumcision and uncircumcision, and they thought it was a very big quarrel and a very important issue. And he said, don't quibble. Don't quibble about such churchy little questions as that, because it doesn't matter, so don't sweat the little stuff. But then he says that the new creation is everything. So I thought this was an incredible collage of phrases about the long game, that the kingdom of God is near, that your names are written in heaven, that the new creation is everything. These texts do not tell us how or when that will all happen, but it is very sure even though it is beyond all of our explanatory categories. I thought this deep conviction was so well voiced in the film, you may have seen The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. It is about the story of this really bad hotel in India that is in shambles and nothing works, but the perky little manager is sure that it will all work out. And his mantra is, that in the end, it will all be well. And if it is not well, it is not the end yet. (laughs) We believe that in the end, it will all be well. And so the long game is that God's will for compassion and mercy and justice and forgiveness, it will all work out. But then I thought... Well, if it's all going to work out, what are we supposed to do in the meantime? And if you look at these texts, you can tell that in the short term, these huge indicatives turn out to be imperatives for the people of God. We have lost many skirmishes lately, to use Joe's language, skirmishes with bombs, and brokenness, and hurt, and violation, and alienation, and disappointment of a thousand kinds. So how shall we live in hope in light of so many of these skirmishes that have not turned out very well? And I believe that these texts of gospel and epistle provide us for some short-term mandates about that. It is terribly important that Jesus sent his disciples. He sent them out to be in towns and villages that were out of sync with God's will. So he reminds his disciples that we are not to accept anxiety and fear and greed and hate as a normal state of affairs but rather we are sent by God to be in those places to commit transformative, specific, concrete acts of hope. So evangelical hope is not a ground for passive waiting for the long game. Evangelical hope is a ground for action in the short term. Did you notice that the? what's amazing about these texts is every time you hear them you hear something else. Did you hear Joel read so carefully I send you out as lambs among wolves. It is a very dangerous business to be a part of Jesus' company. So he says travel light, don't take too much stuff and go and bring peace by your very presence. Be a peaceable presence. And then he says most tersely, cure the sick. It's an astonishing mandate to the followers of Jesus. Jesus doesn't make any provision for health insurance or health care policy or how this is always to be done. But surely what Jesus means is that his followers in their bodies And in their presence and in their work are people who carry healing juices that have been given them by God. Joe was telling me between services about data that now shows that people who are connected to healthy church bodies are people who stay healthy longer because the juices of the gospel are healing juices. One would have thought in a kind of a disordered world that the pathologies would expand and that the diseases would be contagious and the epidemics would catch us all. But what Jesus proposes is that his people enter these zones of death among the diseased and the disabled and the dysfunctional for which lepers are a kind of an icon and a symbol Enter into those zones of death, and there make new. So Jesus sends his disciples into the most dangerous places with the power to work new life, even in the face of death. We already knew that about Jesus when they asked him for his credentials He said the blind to see, the lame walk, lepers lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have good news. And now Jesus says to his followers, what I am able to do, I now entrust to you. And Jesus says, I give you authority to do that, to tread on snakes and scorpions. Now, this is not a mandate to handle snakes. It is rather an affirmation that the power of life has been entrusted to the company of Jesus and finally have transformative capacity. Or Paul writes about the mandate, Let us work for the good of all. He wrote that to that little bitty church in the Roman Empire. And he says, let us work for the good of all, all who are caught up in greed and anxiety and violence and fear. And then he says, let us work for all, especially the family of faith, who are the hardest people to love sometimes. But you know, Paul is the apostle to the Gentiles. The Gentiles were the awkward other people who didn't fit. And Paul understands the long game of the gospel that we are to embrace the awkward others who do not fit easily into our way of life. And then Paul says, Do not grow weary in doing what is right. We call that compassion fatigue. I had an old guy in my church come up to me once after I had done one of my presentations. He says, How long do we have to keep caring about poor people? Well, he wasn't a Baptist. And Paul says, work for the good of all. Care for the church. Care for God's people. Care for the church by prayer, by engagement, by generosity. Care for the church where it is persecuted. Care for the church where it is seduced. Care for the church where it is compromised. Be good members of the body. Martin Luther King, as you know, famously said that the arc of history is long and it is bent toward justice and it is bent toward peace and it is bent toward inclusiveness this is the long game but when we lose skirmishes it feels otherwise it feels like the arc of history is bent toward violence It feels like the arc of history when our infrastructure fails is bent toward injustice. It feels in our collage of fear and hate as though the world is bent toward exclusion. But it is not so. It is not so because we know otherwise. We know that the kingdom of God is near. We know that our names are written in heaven. We know that the new creation is everything. So we invest in our little patch of work where God has put us, watching skirmishes come and go, but being in the short term engaged in the long game. So I played in my imagination a little bit about the long game and the short term. And what I judged is that we have always to keep working to keep those together. The long game of God is an indicative. And if we have only that, we just might sit and wait and watch for it to happen. But if we have only the short term, we have only imperatives, and then we become zealots and ideologues for what we think needs to be done. So the short term is a corrective to the long game because it calls us to action. And the long game is a correction of the short term because it reminds us that it's not our game but it is the game of the gospel. So you may have noticed. We were supposed to read the whole of Psalm 30 today. And we read some verses of it at the beginning of the of the service. And you may want to look at those verses sometime again. Because at the end of the psalm. The speaker can say about his all of his trouble that he has submitted to God. That you have turned my weeping into dancing. You have turned my sad clothes into festival clothes. You have turned my life around to well-being. That's the long game. And the good news that I need to get to say to you is that we have been baptized as participants in the long game. So there they were in Galatia in the Roman Empire and here we are at Highland in the U.S. Empire and we are the ones to whom the transformative juices of Easter have been entrusted and therefore we make an immense disproportionate difference in the work of the long game. It is very good news Indeed. Amen.